I don't see how a world that makes such wonderful things could be bad. Come on, you! All your fortunate souls! Go ahead! Make your choice! I'm a very busy woman and I haven't got all day! It won't cost much! Just your voice! Welcome back to Disney Marvels for week of November 3rd, 2019. This is episode 61. Disney Marvels, the show about Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilms, Muppets, Pixar, Fox, the parks, and much, much more. If it has to do with Disney, it's fair game. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. Whether you're planning your next Disney park vacation, cruise vacation, or you just don't know where to start, be sure to do what I do and contact my good friends at Destinations with Character Travel, the official travel partner of the Disney Marvels podcast. Email them at info at destinationswithcharacter.com or visit their website www.destinationswithcharacter.com and be sure that the Dis you tell them that the Disney Marvels podcast sent you. And stay tuned till after the show to find out how to get your free gift by mentioning this show's name. And now, on to the news. Disney Plus launches Tuesday, November 12th. Are you ready? I know I'm getting excited. In other news, Disney Cruise Line announced that it will be providing complimentary texting to crew members aboard their ships, making it easier for shipboard teams to stay connected with their loved ones while working away from home. As stated, we recognize how important it is for our crew members to be able to stay in touch with their families and friends and be proud to provide this benefit, says Jeff Vahal, president of Disney Cruise Line. This is another way to continue to provide great crew experiences for our shipboard team. Disney Cruise Line is, their first ma is the first major cruise line to provide this complimentary service. Crew members uh, with iOS and Android devices will be able to send and receive text messages while on board for free. This service will launch at the end of October, or launched at the end of October, aboard the Disney Magic and will be available fleet-wide in the next few weeks. We'll be back after these short messages. It's about the holiday season time. And during the holiday season time, recently on network television, they've been producing a lot of live musicals. They'll take the Broadway shows of past, present, and just recently closed, and put on a live production of it for everyone to watch. Usually get some names in it, and they'll do up the exact production as it is on Broadway, more or less, with some editing and do just a live feed of it so it is literally live television you are watching it as it's going on abc has not done this yet until november 5th this past november 5th, tuesday it was abc put on the little mermaid live and maybe i wasn't paying close enough attention but as far as i was concerned this was going to be the production of the little mermaid either the Broadway version of it or a um, rendition of 
the movie in a, a live production of, of, of sorts. And I, I say that somewhat disappointed. And uh, I guess I'll put it out here. The, the, the production is a wonderful World of Disney production airing on ABC, which always is a good time having the wonderful World of Disney on, on television. Usually Sunday nights, this time Tuesday, hey, whatever. The production was, and maybe this is my fault, again, not looking for much, looking into it, where all the past ones, like I said, has been a full production of the show, more or less, uh, within a two, three hour time constraint. This was a, if you're familiar with the uh, Little Mermaid adventure uh, the Little Mermaid show in Disney Hollywood Studios in Florida, where it is a you have live action mixed in with the the movie. So you watch snippets of the movie and then you get some uh, live performances of the songs. This was the same thing. It's up two hours of it. So you had two hours of watching the movie and then getting live performances mixed in. So there wasn't much in the way of actual... It wasn't a Broadway show, and it wasn't fully the movie. You, it kind of got a a blend of the two. And I, I... Like I said, maybe it's my fault. And I did not know this going in. I know this is something that they've been working on for a few years to try and bring this to television, and they did for the 30th anniversary, and because Disney Plus is coming out get some more hype going on about that if as if it needed any more but i frankly if i wanted to watch the animated movie i'd either pop in the blu-ray dvd or wanted to see the animated movie if i wanted to see but i was tuning in to see the 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 live action part i was tuning in to see the people sing it maybe though Disney did this on purpose because, well, you have this production coming out on ABC, which they announced not too long ago, so it was kind of quick. But then you also have the live-action movie coming out in two, what, two years, not even, less than two years, that, well, why would you kind of compete with yourself in that aspect, I'm, I'm thinking? This version has Eloy Carvalho, uh, Carvalho apologize I, I my Hawaiian's pretty bad she did Ariel if you don't know who she is she's the voice of Moana she was also in the TV production of Rise you have Queen Latifah if you don't know who she is shame on you um, New Jersey own Queen Latifah she portrayed Ursula uh, she's from Chicago Hairspray the Queen Latifah show Girl Trip the Wiz Live etc 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 her resume goes on for miles um singing is nothing new to her and neither is Ursula she did one of those portraits of the um, uh, Disney Parks characters uh, live uh, where she was strange enough Ursula uh, Graham Phillips was Eric uh, she, he's from The Good Wife in Riverdale then you have John Stamos again don't know who he is shame on you he played Chef Louis uh, in this one he's from Full House Gallivant, Grandfathered, Fuller House. He's been around. Nothing new. Amber Riley, primarily T 
TV-wise, Glee and The Wiz. Other than that, she's actually done a number of Broadway things, uh, some solo music, and then Shaggy, uh, reggae artist, he was Sebastian. Amber Riley, I didn't mention the character because she wasn't a character. She was just a performer in the show. Uh, she did the Sebastian song at the beginning uh, where he introduced all the daughters. So instead of having the daughters sing um, the whole thing, Amber Riley sang it. Actually played out really nice. So that's your main cast. But I might as well... You, I'm, I could mention the, the movie cast, but you, at this point you should know who they are. Uh, they, so their voices were in Frank Welker was Max, and uh, yeah, you, you had uh, Jody Benson come out doing the um, uh, Ariel to introduce the whole thing. So it, you, you kind of, like I said, it's strange. It was I was, I was not expecting this. I I, I liked it for what it was. But I couldn't help thinking I am sitting at the Hollywood studio seeing a longer version of that production because that's really what it came down to. Flotsam and Jetsam or two puppets being swum around on the stage. Uh, Ariel was on wires so she was able to raise above the rock and, and swim around the audience, as it were. So that was good. Everyone singing. Everyone singing was nice. It was a live production. So obviously in doing the... Uh, um, acrobats and stuff it makes it a little more complicated where if you ha are not familiar with the Broadway production they did not do that as much but it was on rollerblades if you if you're familiar with Starlight Express the the musical from the 80s uh, where they were around on roller skates the whole time similar concept these ones were on rollerblades to, to simulate the swimming and moving around uh, you had a bunch of puppetry uh, mixed in for certain characters, Sebastian, um, not Sebastian, Flounder was a, a puppet, Flotsam and Jetsam was a puppet, um, you had a bunch of people in, in big poofy costumes uh, portraying the different animals, you had um, different effects like that, some uh, projected effects in the background, some things I wonder if you'd only see from the TV production, the, the live audience in front didn't get to see it, strange thing. And this is this is something that um, I've read I've read a lot of reviews online, going one way to the other. People hating it, people loving it. Um, some people like myself, no more in the middle about it. That when Shaggy came out to do Under the Sea, he was just in a, a red outfit. Now in the pre-production photos, he had claws, rubber claws on his hand. In the live performance, he did not. Strange thing, going to uh, Les Pozons, um by John Stamos, where he, uh, the Chef Louis song, that the audience had claws on their hands for that point. Well, why couldn't he, Shaggy have the claws? Maybe he forgot it. Again, this is live production. Things happen. You know, someone left the the prop out of the way. He just forgot to grab the prop when he ran out on stage. Yeah, you, but you know what? Having an actual Jamaican performing. Uh, Sebastian I thought was really cool Shaggy having a very unique voice led a different flavor to the character not that he was portraying the, the character much in the movie other than or the production uh, other than the songs but it added his own flair to it so I, I was down with that I, I 
knowing who Shaggy is, um, Shaggy, the reggae artist, not Shaggy from Hanna-Barbera's Scooby-Doo, um, I know what his voice is, I know what his style of music is, so I knew going in what to expect. I don't think everyone did, and maybe not everyone's familiar with him. Um, so that, that kind of may have thrown some people off. Graham Phillips, Eric, fantastic. Queen Latifah, amazing. Um, so John Stamos was John Stamos. Um, he, he apparently he did, um, they did a, uh, 30th anniversary tribute at the Hollywood Bowl to the Little Mermaid. He was reprising the role. He did Chef Louie there as well with some other people. And um, he, he was fine. They changed the song up. There was no Sebastian in that part for whatever reason. You did have other crabs. You had people dressed up as crabs running around. It still worked. It still worked. It just seemed a little odd. But uh, it still worked. The um, Now, and this is kind of what threw me off. All right, you're doing this production. So we, I guess we're going to stick to the, the movie part. But they bring in two songs from the musical that they tied into it. Her voice, which is Eric Solo's, one of Eric Solo's songs, which plays off beautifully. Graham Phillips did a, hit the, um, hit it wonderfully. And um, if only, uh, this was in the second act, which is a duet between Ariel and Eric. Um, strangely enough, it is when, after Ariel's lost her voice, so it, some people may lose the context I mean, remember, this is a musical, so whenever, if someone's singing, it's not necessarily an actual, actually being sung in, in the world of the production. Um, a lot of times songs will, are led for internal voice, and that was this case. Uh, so some people go, well, wait a second, she's lost her voice, how come she's singing? It's internal voice, people. That's how Broadway works. Um that you will get songs that are external voice that are real time happening conversation um, being said to other people then you also have songs that are internal voice you, you kind of have to be familiar with the medium to sometimes differentiate between the two and that's something that they did here unfortunately it may not have translated as well since this was not a full production it was a uh, mixture, a blending of the animated movie and the live production. What I was hoping was, again, for the actual, like an actual Broadway production, uh, to see the full thing would have been, I thought, really nice. If not, if not, something else that they could have done. And I, my my Broadwayness uh, geekiness is coming out on this one. That when they did. Uh, Several years ago, there was the 25th anniversary of Les Miserables that uh, they put on at the O2. And what they did was a production of just the music, just the songs. It wasn't, it wasn't so much having to do with uh, putting on the full performance, though everyone was in costume. They had kind of a, a generic set that they, they were part of. And at points, they would act it out a little bit. They would act out the songs that they were singing, but there, you didn't have anything in between. Uh, not that Les Miserables had anything much uh, besides music uh, singing, but it, you don't, it was just pretty much performance of the songs. Um, 
that would have been, I think, really acceptable. That let's have, let's take, not even the movie version, let's take the musical. Because there's more songs to offer in the musical than there is the the animated movie. And put people in costume and have them perform it. You could have had the same cast, same lineup. You'd have to throw in a few more characters. But I think that would have played out nice because you, you have some, uh, about 29 songs that could have been performed from the, uh, including the overture, from the Little Mermaid Broadway musical. I mean, you get Fathoms Below's, then you have Triton's Dollars, Daughters, uh, the Daughters of Triton, I'm sorry. But then you also have songs like World Above, Human Stuff. I want the good times back, which is Ursula kind of talking about her backstory, which I think a lot of people would have loved to see. One, hear that kind of song because of how popular Ursula is, and two, to have Queen Latifah perform it. Again, even better. Of course, then you got you know, the, the part of your world, the storm at sea. Um, but again, her voice, which was taken from the musical. They did that one, and that came across really well. And it was just, it was really nice. They, the casting for Eric played out the song very, very well. You know, Under the Sea, The Sweet Child, Poor Unfortunate Souls, Positively, uh, which is Scuttle's song. Scuttle gets a, a production number with Dancing Seagulls. Who would have liked to have seen that? You're talking about a family show, The Wonderful World of Disney. Put on something that's got you know, that the kids will go bonkers for. Why wouldn't the kids love to see a chorus line of dancing seagulls across the stage mispronouncing words and singing it in a way that they're just, just selling it? And some, I think that's kind of where they missed the mark is that you had too much of a blending of is it the live-action version of the animated movie? Is it just the animated movie? Is it the Broadway production? Let's blend all three together and give you something, a little bit of each. Which is fine, but I don't think that's what the audience was completely hoping for. Um, again, if you want to show the animated movie, by all means, show the animated movie. Everyone loves it. My kids all love it. It is a it stands the test of time. If you were doing the live version, like you said you were doing, hit the live version. But something tells me that the pencil pushers got in the way and say, "Wait a second, we got all this other stuff going on. We just don't have the budget to be able to pull this whole thing off. How can we scale it back?" And then someone goes, "Okay, this is what we do in Florida." Why don't we do this? Except two hours of it. And they said, all right, how much is that going to cost? Well, we already have the movie. We just have to get some giant projectors and put them on, you know, edit it into the uh, the feed. That would be easy to do. And then we'll just, you know, come up with some cutscenes to to transition. All right, there we go. That's how we how we scale it back, put on something new and live and not have to do as much work spend as much money unfortunately so i i think i think sadly it showed and you know me i i do not talk down about disney and i'm not really talking down about this but i am analyzing it saying 
how they could have they had so much potential so much potential and so much proven things that they could work with here and I don't think they took that into account I guess either they, they wanted to be different like I said the, the budgeting got tight and well things didn't necessarily work out so the casting I thought was great some people question about the casting I love the casting um, you know everyone fit their role very well John Stamos I thought was interesting as Louis um, but hey I, I'm fine with it I accept it he, he worked out well he you know his performance was good and again you, you know knowing the the actors actresses portraying the characters um, you do realize okay this is this is their style and this is how it's going to go and that worked out great Queen Latifah Ursula can't pick better casting I think for a live performance and to be honest my wife and I said months ago whenever they were announcing the live action movie the full movie version of it that for Ursula they need to go Queen Latifah why didn't they go Queen Latifah boom here she is on the production Disney I'm sorry it's not too late to be able to, to switch things up um, not that I, I think who they keep talking about who, to play Ursula is going to be a bad choice. I just think this is the better choice. I'll leave it at that. Um, you know what? Even better, just take this cast, transpose it to the live movie version, and I think it will work great. Not saying that the people that they don't have casted now can't, won't be able to pull it off. I'm just... Ha I, like I said, I just thought they did a good job of selecting who's going to play what with this one. Um, Amber Riley, like I said, did not have a a specific role, but she's she did add to it. Strangely enough, you you don't want to talk about okay, you know, just throwing someone in because of their star power and their voice. Yes, that's what she is. She is in there because she's you know she's a name. She's she could definitely sing. Um, her you know, show that she's known for is now part of Disney, which is you know nice a, a nice welcome addition. But so having Amber Riley's character though for that scene, even though that character does not exist in the movie, actually came across nicely and and really I think added to that song, um, a, a song that's very brief in the movie. It's just a quick little blip saying okay. Very, we're going to introduce the main character. Here's Ariel. Oh wait, she's not here because she's a wild child. Well, let's let's do that up a little more. And we made it, it was a longer production. You had a strong singer pulling it off, bringing in the production, so making it it seem like it, there's a little more substance to it. So that worked out. And. I just wish that you actually got more of the live action, the the live part of Little Mermaid Live, and I think that's that's really where I'm having I'm struggling with this. And I've, I've spoken to my family about this. My daughter said just said the same thing. She's like, the the live parts were good, but there really wasn't enough of the live parts. It, it was more just the, um, it was watching the movie, and we watched it again. So, so I could do my due diligence and, and look in, you know, whenever I'm speaking about it, I saw it more than once. 
to just make sure I get a, a second look at it. And the second look at it, I go, we just fast forward the movie parts because we've seen that, you know, several times over the past 30 years as the movie was out. This is just a, another case of that. But what if we twist it like this? What if we use this and look at it a different angle of it's not, it's a stepping stone to go from the I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking on the fly here, boy. People, sorry. It's a stepping stone to go from the animated movie and the live action coming out. This is a blend to the two to show to kind of transition from one to the other. Not that you've ever needed to do that in the past. Obviously, Beauty and the Beast, prime example. We didn't need it for Beauty and the Beast. Why do we need it for a Little Mermaid? We didn't need for Cinderella. Why do we need for a Little Mermaid? Aladdin, definitely need a need for that. A billion dollar movie. Lion King, another billion dollar movie. I guess because he, he did get a little pushback from that. Um, so that's... But it still made a billion dollars. People were in the streets going about, I cannot stand the Lion King. It still made a billion dollars, people. It, it, it couldn't be that bad. You don't have a bad movie. Make a billion dollars. You have movie bad movies make money. You have bad movies that people go out and see. But if it really was that bad, you would not have a billion dollar movie. And that's kind of my stand on that. I enjoyed the Lion King. Maybe... You know, in the minority in some aspects, I thought, you know, the whole production I enjoyed. Was it different? Yes. But I went in with the mindset, not expecting to see the animated movie. And I think I did, a, I might have done a review on that uh, uh, back over the summer. But this isn't about that. This is about The Little Mermaid. And I'm hoping that... Would I go and buy the soundtrack? I... I, I maybe... Maybe it is available for purchase. Like I said, I liked every, I liked the cast. I liked what they had to bring with it. Um, so yeah, I guess I, I could go in and buy the soundtrack because it, it's not the original. Um, it, but it's got just two new songs. It just has two new songs that are are good. But it's just two new songs. So where do we go from there? You tell me, what did you think of this production? Did you like the production? Did you like the, the casting? Or are you kind of scratching your head going, what was what were they thinking? Um, I, despite everything I just said, and I'm not going back on what I just said, I, I stand behind what I said. I did enjoy it. I enjoyed the live production part of it. I just wanted more of the live production part of it, being that that's what you were advertising, the Little Mermaid Live. So, would I watch again? Yeah, because I enjoyed it. I enjoy the Little Mermaid. I enjoy the live action parts of it. Is it something that I would have paid to see in the theaters? No. If I knew what I was getting, I think this is what bothers again is, is kind of nagging at me is that if I knew this going in that it was going to be this 
uh, merger, this marriage of an- the animated movie with the live action for the this uh, the songs. I could have gone in with the expectation of of that's what I'm going to go see, and I again maybe this is my fault not knowing that that's kind of what I think keeps eating away at me here. Is how do you feel? Is that do you did you feel that way? Um, shout it out on the join me on the social because I want to keep this discussion going. I want to hear what other people have to say. I, I like I said I said, read some of the views, but I actually want to have discussion with people about this and. Join us on the the socials. Facebook, Facebook's the best place. Facebook.com slash Disney Marvel's podcast. Again, that's Facebook.com slash Disney Marvel's podcast. Or on the Twitter at Disney Marvel's. Uh, Twitter's another way that you give hold of us at Disney Marvel's. You could also email the show with your answer or even suggestions for the show of topics and ideas and stuff. Got a lot of things in the work. A um, lot of... Um, pots on the stove hoping that I, I could bring you some guys some interesting stuff in the near future so email the show disneymarvels at gmail.com again the email address for the show is disneymarvels at gmail.com or you could even leave us a voice message through anchor either the anchor app or the anchor.fm website which uh hosts this show so anchor.fm you just go to anchor.fm slash disneymarvels and you'll be able to leave a voice message here. I would love to hear from you personally. Uh, and, and hear voice. This is a podcast, so voices are great. Um, or even, like I said, through the Anchor app. Please, whatever your way, want to hear from you. And I want to thank you for your time. I know how very little time we all have these days, especially with the holidays coming up, Halloween just finishing, Thanksgiving coming up in the United States, Christmas is around the corner. So let the madness and good times roll. But the fact that you've now spent some of this time, limited time with us, um, with me, means so much. It means so, so very much to me. And I, I truly appreciate it. Thank you very much. And um, if I could just ask you to take another moment of your time, tout the show. Go out and tell people about it. Tell them, hey, check out this uh, podcast about Disney. And you know, that the more people that find out about the show, the better it is, the, the bigger the family. Um, make sure to still become a subscriber and rate the show. If you don't feel like telling people sh- about the show, at least go to iTunes and rate the show. And uh, you know, give us a five-star review. If you could have another moment, just type something up. If not, just hit the little five-star button um, or whatever you feel it deserves. Preferably the five stars. It, it, it helps out. That way, honestly, it does help that way too. It, it really does help getting this, uh, finding out about the show that way. Um the online reviews help enormously so don't forget to subscribe to the show so this way you always know when i put out a new episode uh, episodes are are posted and while you're at it consider becoming a premium subscriber to the show you can do this over at anchor.fm slash disney marvel support and the way to do this is anchor.fm slash disney marvel support because remember this show is brought to you by listeners like you we keep things going that way and whatever you're Whatever you're planning. Like I said, told you at the top of the show, Destinations with Character Travel, it's a Disney earmark agency. What does that mean? They specialize in Disney. Disney cruises, resorts, vacations. They're in the business of making your dreams come true. They're made up of past cast members, annual pass holders, lifelong Disney fans. 
the world travel they're world travel enthusiasts and they are in the know regarding all aspects of travel travel for you how to make your life better wherever you're traveling and easier and trust me they're they're just really nice people come on whether your travels take you to Disney parks or an ocean cruise or on a sunny resort stay, they have the destinations and the service level to make your vacation a truly magical one. You'll find out how they take the stress and hassle out of your vacation so you can enjoy yourself. And really, isn't that what vacations are supposed to be about? At least in our mind, that's what we were looking for. And these people will help you get there. Book a Disney five-night package with a four-day hopper. If you book that with them and you mention the Disney Marvel podcast, you get a $25 Disney gift card free just for mentioning the Disney Marvel podcast. $25 in your pocket for going on vacation for just mentioning that you listen to my show. How about that? So you contact them at www.destinationswithcharacter.com or email them at info at destinationswithcharacter.com. Again, the website is www.destinationswithcharacter.com or email them at info at destinationswithcharacter.com. And again, make sure you tell them that you heard about them on the Disney Marvels podcast. I know how, again... How dark, yeah, this time of the year, it's getting darker out here, and, and things may seem to be getting a little more stressful, a little harder to deal with. Um, the stress of the holidays, the, you know, end of the year, things become, for whatever reason, scientists have come up with a lot of different reasons, but just things sometimes just seem harder now, either with schoolwork, with regular work, or just life in general. Don't let it overcome you. Don't don't beat yourself up about it. Don't don't think don't ever think that you're not worth it. Because you are. Whatever you're facing, whatever difficulties that are ahead that you're dealing with in your life, trust me, you are not alone. Though it may seem like it at the moment, you are not. And you you alone, you personally, have the power to overcome this. That you are strong enough. You are worth it. There is a light inside of you that you can find, grab hold of, and embrace it. And you be your own hero. Don't expect someone else necessary to do the work for you. You have to take that first step. And once you take that first step, you'll realize that you can accomplish greatness. I'll end this show this week with a quote from the man himself... Walt Disney. I like symphonic music. A good concert. If you're kind of relaxed, it can do something to you. It's sort of an emotional break you get by listening to music. And that's by Walt Disney. Thank you again, everyone, for listening. And I'll see you next time. Come on.